Hey, sheeps. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his course with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. I say that every time we enter into my podcast because I just want everyone that listens to be reminded of what we are. And that is found in Psalms 100. And if we're not mindful of what we are and whose we are, so easily can we be deceived and to think that we're not what the Bible tells us we are. And when the Bible tells us what we are, it is literally the Holy Spirit reminding us when we forget and or informing us when we don't know. Today is about to be a yummy episode. Um, I literally was talking to the Lord and I was like, Lord, you're not done with me with this relationship versus religion or religion versus relationship, whichever you want to put it. But at the core of it is knowing to have a relationship and not just have a religion. And um, last week we touch bases on 1 Peter 4.16. And just a reminder, 1 Peter 4.16 states, Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. And Holy Spirit said, I need for you to touch back on 1 Peter 4.16 today. (laughs) So I obeyed. And I know why the Holy Spirit wants me to touch on this so much is because I went through so much suffering for being a Christian and I'm not done, (laughs) but I went through so much. He's like, you need to share because so many people, so many sheep are suffering and they're wondering if they're forgotten. They're wondering if Jesus is real, if God is real. They're wondering, they're even questioning. So excuse me. Not wondering, but questioning. And that question comes when suffering appears in our life because we think that God has forgotten about us. Wrong. He ain't forgotten about you. (laughs) He ain't forgotten about you. He like, you got to go through this suffering because through this suffering, you know who I am. And he said, Holy Spirit said, Alicia, I'm like, yes, Holy Spirit. He's like, I need for you to let them know that oftentimes they hear so many speakers talk about knowing your worth. You got to know your worth, know your worth, know your worth, know your worth. It's like, okay. But Holy Spirit says, how about knowing your worth through the hurt? And I was like, wow, that's deep, Holy Spirit. He says, yeah, too often times we lose sight of our worth when we go through that hurt because our sight becomes so clouded that the hurt becomes all we're concerned about and the worth begins to slowly wither away. When the Lord is saying, no, 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 you're going through this suffering so that I can show you that hurt comes with worth and not only show you, but I want you to feel your worth. And that feeling comes with having that hurt, that pain. And you hear athletes all the say, say all the time, 
No pain, no gain. And they mean that because through that pain, you gain a greater understanding of what gain is about. You can't expect gain without the pain. You can't expect worth without the hurt, okay? You got to go through that hurt in order to stand through that suffering, in order to stand through that trial, in order to stand through that tribulations. And through that, you gain a greater understanding of who you are in Christ. And that's your worth. I had so many encounters this past week, literally within the last seven days. I had so many encounters and they all were centered around hurt, losing worth, but being directed back to the true source to heal that hurt and to replenish and or to gain and or to reveal their worth. I was at the spa this past Thursday and um, I had a very spiritual encounter. I go to the spa weekly and I always go and I just say, Lord, what is it you have for me? Sometimes I forget to ask them that and I'm selfish and I go and I'm just like, I want to be away from my kids. I want silence. I want no noise. I just want to be connected. But then sometimes I go and I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you have for me? Because today I'm not leaving my children or my husband to be in silence, but I'm just going because you're telling me to go. And you know those days when you're doing something just because the Lord is telling you to do it. Because the pleasure and or the feeling that you used to have or you normally have isn't there, but you know you're still doing it. So I'm going to go to the spa this week. I'm driving. I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, what is it you have for me this week? And the Holy Spirit was like, I need you to go. But before we go into the story, we need to take our breaths. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me. Let's go. Breathe it in. Breathe it out through your teeth. Breathe it in through your nose. Breathe it out through your teeth. Let's do it again one more time for the big homie. Breathe it in through your nose. Oh, that one was good. Breathe it out through your teeth. Oh, that felt so good. Continuing. And Kalia just literally turned around. She's like, hey, you forgot to tell them to say good morning to me. <laughs> so, y'all, let's say good morning to Kalia. Good morning, Kalia. Thank you for joining us today. Um, continuing on with the story. As I enter into the spa, I went to set up my area. And at this time, I'm not knowing. But unknowingly, there's two other women there. And they had observed my daughter and I walk into the spa. And then after we rinsed off, we went inside of the rooms to begin our detoxing. As we enter into the rooms to begin our detoxing, the Lord allowed me to come encounter with another woman that I met two weeks ago that gave me a powerful word about how Jesus loves me and that he is doing something great in my life. And at this time, sheeps, I was encountering some really tough suffering. 
And I was suffering so, 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 so hard. It seemed like the suffering was so hard. I'm like, oh my God, when is this going to end? Oh my God. Oh my God. Jesus Christ, the Savior is born. Uh. That day, that suffering was so challenging that it was so present that everyone in the spa knew that I was going through something. And so she literally came to me and she said, you are heavily laden. And I looked to her and I couldn't even answer because tears began to flow down my eyes because she was right. I was heavily laden. And I continued to ask the Lord, Lord, when are you removing this heavenly laden? Because you tell me in your word, come to me all who are heavenly laden and I will give you rest. I'm like, Lord, I need my rest. Not rest as in sleep at night because I go to sleep every night by the grace of God, like a baby. By the grace of God, like a baby. Okay. Well, excuse me. Sometimes I sleep better than the baby because sometimes baby wakes up in the middle of the night. Babies be waking up in the middle of the night. I be sleeping straight through. <laughs> and so I'm not talking about rest as in sleeping at night. I'm talking about rest as in resting my soul. My soul needs to be at rest because I feel so disturbed. I feel so bothered. I feel so hurt. Why am I feeling like this, Lord? And it was so loud that she had to come and tell me. So after she came and told me, she says, let the Lord prepare you. And I said, wow, you are nothing but confirmation today. I said, because the Lord literally told me I'm preparing you. She says, but not only is he preparing you, but he is preparing you in the presence of your enemies. She says, and your enemies are closer than you think. Oh, my God. When she said that, I looked at her because she had not known what I was going through. She had not understood and or had an idea of what I was going through. But she had the word. And her word was from the Lord. And I always say this, my word is bond. That's what the Lord be telling me. He be like, my word is bond. I be like, yeah, your Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Your word is bond. Your word is bond. You right about that. You got some bond word. So keep serving me that bond because I come every day ready with a plate, mouth wide open. Where is that? Ready to eat. Serve my plate. Slice it up. And I eat it. And so I ate it. And she says, your enemies are closer than you think. But God is preparing you a table. And she looked at me. She says, are you about to open up a church? <laughs> and I laughed. <laughs> I said, do you know something I don't know? I said, because I don't know about that. But I do have a book that's out. I have released my first song. She says, okay. And I left that day, that following week, the Lord literally instructed me to start my podcast. He says, you are the church and you are opening up a church because through your podcast, you will be able to speak the word to all my people around my world of who I am. He says, because the churches are closed and some are open right now. He says, but I'm opening up the church in a different way, in a different light. 
And this time, I'm using you. <laughs> and that was the week I started my podcast. So I think that messenger that day at the spa because she literally gave me the message from the Lord that I was starting a church. And sure enough, my church is started and it's going and it's thriving and it's rolling and it's booming. You're listening. Thank you for listening. That's why I always start the podcast with enter into his gates with Thanksgiving. Because if we don't enter in with Thanksgiving, wrong way to start it. That's the wrong way to start it. You got to be thankful. Because when you're thankful, you're blessed. When you're thankful, you're aware. When you're thankful, you care. When you're thankful, it allows souls to be moved. It allows seeds to be planted. It allows the work of the Lord to be done without you being in the way. Too many times we have went to a church and the preacher or the pastor is in his own way. That he can't get a word because he's in his own way. <laughs> so you got to get out your own way and let Holy Spirit lead the way. Because when Holy Spirit is leading the way, he allow every single soul in tune to be moved with a different tune. You may not be moved with that tune, but he'll come and play a different tune. Ring, and then your soul is moved. And then I always say, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his course with praise. Don't just be thankful. You got to also praise him. Yeah, I'm thankful. But if you're not praising the Lord and people say, how do you be thankful and not praise? You can be thankful by just saying thank you and having a thankful heart, but refuse to praise him. And refusing to praise him is refusing to share your testimony through a testimony. That's a praise because you are now sharing his word. And that's a praise. Through your testimony, you are able to have encounters with other believers and non-believers of who Christ is and why he is the great I am, the why, the how, the where, the when. Come on, y'all. You trying to win. We ain't losing. He is the where, the when, the how, the what. Is the Lord telling you? He is the what? So as I continue, let's not get caught up in the story. Let's get the message. So as she told me that, and I literally the next week started my podcast, the Lord says, I'm not just having people come to you with empty words. He says, I need for you to store every single message you're receiving because it is a trail that's leading you. To your destination. So after that happened. I said Lord. What are you telling me? So this past week. I went to the spa. And I seen that messenger there. And she says hey girl. I thought that was you. I was like hey girl. How you doing? And we began to talk. So it was two other ladies in there. So at this time it's me my daughter. The messenger from two weeks ago. And then there's two new messengers inside of the room. And we're sitting there. And so the new messenger says to me, she says, when you walked into the spa, I literally tapped my sister and I said, presence. 
She says, you have a very strong presence. She says, and I said, she's prepared. She says, you have your caddy, you have your water bottle. You're like prepared. She says, not, not only do you have presence, but you're prepared. And I was like, Lord, what do you have for me today? So as we begin to share different testimonies, this day, this young lady shared to me her testimony. And she was explaining to me how her sister had been telling her to write a book and what is she waiting for, how she had been through so many different trials and tribulations, how she was once married to a pastor, how they went to a divorce and how she was literally up to her neck with death. And oh my God, we had so many tears and so many joys, experiences, so many trials, so many tribulations, so many Oh my God, it was just so much. Oh, this day at the spa was just so much. And so she shared something with me and she literally told me, she says, I don't have a church home. She says, but I believe in God and I know that Jesus Christ is the son of God. She says, but I don't go to church. She says, I literally was hurt. She says, and I felt like I was a lost sheep that no one went after to save. She says, but in that time, she says, God had to show me that through you being the lost sheep, you found me. Oh, Holy Spirit. When she said that, I said, oh, my God, I could literally relate to that. Of being the lost sheep. So we thought. We thought we were the lost sheep. (laughs) But we were literally the sheep that the Lord needed. The Lord needed that sheep to leave that shepherd. Holy Spirit. The Lord needed that sheep to leave that shepherd. Because that shepherd was not being the right shepherd over that sheep. Holy Spirit. That sheep needed a different shepherd. And the Lord is our shepherd. I shall not want. So although he gives us shepherds on this earth. The Lord is our ultimate and most high shepherd. And when our shepherd on earth has not done the work for that sheep. The Lord doesn't allow that sheep to be lost. For we were always in his arms, but we think we're lost because the Lord says, I have found you. You weren't ever lost. You just needed to leave so that you could be found and cleave unto me. And when she said that, I said, Holy Spirit, I said, I can relate to that. And she says, and no one called me. No one. No one checked on me. No one seen how I was doing. She says, I literally, with every single being in my body, wanted to blow that church up. I said, wow, Lord. Wow. I didn't ever feel like that by the grace of God. But I understood how she felt because I didn't want to blow the church up, but I wanted to blow some people up that was trying to stop the work of the Lord from coming through. For they knew I was a messenger from the Lord. Some people tried to taint the work that the Lord had given me. Some people tried to silence and or push back 
the word from getting through. So I related to that feeling. But I thank God that he came with the healing. Holy Spirit. The Lord said, I'm your healer. There is no need to fear for I'm with you. He says, so I will literally allow you to go through this hurt. But through this hurt, oh, you're going to learn your worth. <laughs> you're going to learn your worth. So after she said that to me, she says, and I had to learn that I went through that suffering, not for me, but for someone else. So the Lord says she's confirmation to last week's podcast episode where you allowed the listeners and the sheep to know. First Peter 4.16 states we will go through suffering for Christ's namesake. So I had to remind her of that. I said, you are confirmation today. I said, because we will go through suffering for Christ's namesake. And that's selfish to think that we don't. That's selfish to think that we're not. That's selfish to think that we don't have to encounter in these sufferings that the Lord has for us for his namesake. Who are you? (laughs) Who do you think you are? And she says, you're right. And she looked at me. She says, I'm going to tell you this without a selfish bone in my body, without a jealous bone in my body. Without a jealous bone in my body. She says, your book is literally going to be overly successful. I mean, so successful. It's going to be so successful. Overly successful. She says, and I see you now sitting down with Oprah, having an interview. She's like, I see you now. And I know it's going to happen for you. She says, because what's for you shall come to you. Is not going to pass you. So I must let you know that's for you and it's not going to pass you. As she said that, I literally began to break down crying inside of the jacuzzi because I was reminded of a time when Holy Spirit literally told me exactly what she told me. I said, you're nothing but confirmation. And I said, and I had to go through my suffering. Because what the Lord has for me to do in his world for his people and his sheep is greater than me. I'm just a vessel. Holy Spirit is taking over. And I'm so emotional with this because I went through so many trials and tribulations in times in my life. We're like the first messenger told me that your enemies are closer than you expect. They're closer than you think. And she was right. My enemies were people that I never expected to be enemies. And it hurts. (laughs) Because when the Lord allowed you to go through your hurt, not only do you learn your worth, but you learn that they can't go where God is taking you. They cannot go where God is taking you. So when the Lord, when the Lord, excuse me, when the Lord begins to remove those people out of your life, it's not you doing it, but it's the Lord saying they can't go where I'm taking you. So after she spoke those words to me, I knew then, I said, Lord, what are you telling me? 
because you've already told me before this will happen. And now you're sending a messenger to confirm that this is going to happen. So I said to her, I said, it's one thing to know your worth. I said, but I want you to know through your hurt, the Lord revealed to you your worth. She says, you're right. Through my hurt, I was able to be in his hands. She says, because although I was hurt from my divorce, she says, I realized that I put my husband on a pedestal and I put him above God. I said, wow. And I literally was reminded of a time when my husband and I were in the beginning of our marriage and I was sold out for the Lord and I was literally on my journey and I was like I am not shaken I will not turn back and my husband and I have this joke we're like we would used to be Bobby and Whitney <laughs> we used to be Ike and Tina <laughs> oh we'll fight oh holy spirit we'll fight but then we also have fun we would smoke our weed we would drink our drink we'll hang out oh honey my husband and I, we are literally twin flames. We burn together, burning up. We be burning. We burn together. We are soulmates. We are Christ's love, not black love. Christ has given us this love. And we know it. We know it. But when my husband and I begin to have children, I couldn't be his Whitney to his Bobby. <laughs> I couldn't be his Tina to his Ike. I couldn't. I just couldn't. I was like, baby, I got to go. The Lord is calling my phone and I got to answer. And he got so upset with me. He got so mad at me because I refused to put him first. I said, no, Jesus comes first. Didn't you? And so we went through a very tough season because my husband was pouting. And I literally, the most people say I spoil him or she spoils me or he spoils me. And I don't spoil him. He don't spoil me. But we love on each other. And so because I love on my husband, I literally treat him like a baby. And he gets what he wants. He does. He gets what he wants. But this time he couldn't get what he wants. <laughs> he just couldn't get what he wanted. And he was hot about it, honey. He was hot about his sheep's. And he was like, all you talk about is God. All you talk about is Jesus. What about me? I was like, if you can't see that all I talk about is God and Jesus so that I could be a better me for you, then I don't know what to tell you. I remember feeling like I was on the airplane flying with the Lord and he was still at the airport looking up saying, babe, when you going to come back and get me? I'm still here. And I get so emotional when I think about this because I literally have that vivid vision in my head of me on the airplane and him at the airport with his back saying, when is she going to come back and get me? And I always would tell him, like, I didn't leave you. I'm here. But I need you to come with me. I need you to join me. I need you to be with me with this. Serving the Lord is not easy. And I feel so alone doing it because he even didn't want to do it with me. And so I share this because she said how she put her husband on a pedestal and it ended in a divorce. 
And I say this to, sorry, men, this is for the women. I say this to every woman listening, whether you are married, whether you are about to be married, whether you are looking for a man to marry, don't ever put your husband on the pedestal, no matter what he say. Always put Christ on the pedestal because it was so challenging for me. And I thought many a days, oh my God, Lord, why don't he just accept it and come alone? Or why, Lord, am I going through this? Or Lord, what is going on? But I did not, I did not bend. I did not break. And because I didn't bend and break, my husband was like, literally like, dude, like you really love the Lord. And I'm like, I do. He my everything. He my boo. He my baby. He my all. He like, you really love the Lord? I'm like, I do. And so then because he's seen that, and it was years, it was years, sheep. It did not happen overnight. Oh, Lord Jesus. It didn't happen overnight. It was years in the making that I had to literally stay still and know that God was going to strengthen his faith and know that he has to serve the Lord and knowing that the Lord comes first. And then he comes first after the Lord. So he's first here on this earth, but spiritually the Lord is first. And so after we went through that trial in our marriage and I landed the plane, I came back, he was still there with his bags. And I always say, I thank God that my husband didn't leave. I thank God he didn't step out. I thank God I didn't leave. I thank God I didn't step out. I always say that I thank God for that. Because when you're in that period of time, you really feel alone. You feel alone and he feels alone because he doesn't understand it because he doesn't know it. And or you don't understand it because you don't know it. That's why we have to walk by faith and not by sight. Because when we walk by faith, we trust that the Lord will allow our husbands to understand and or our wives to understand. It can be either one. The husband can be the one doing the work and, our, and the wife don't understand. So it's either or in the relationship, but stand still and know that God will strengthen and he will come through. So when she said that to me, I was reminded of that time in our relationship. And I told her, I says, that's where you went wrong. And she says, you're so right. She says, but when I was in it, I didn't see it as wrong. She said, when I was going through it, I didn't see it as wrong. She says, I see nothing wrong with it. She says, I did everything for that man. And I put God second. And I said, wow. And she says, and we're divorced now. And so I literally came home and I told my husband, I said, remember when we went through that time? He says, yeah. He says, and I love you for not ever wavering. He says, because now I know who the Lord is. He says, and he felt so good. He felt so great to tell me, yeah, because God first and then is you. I'm like, okay, that's right. That's right. You feel me? That's right. Because <laughs> he will always put me first. And I'm like, no, don't do that. No, no, don't put me first. Put God first. Don't do that. I will always tell him, don't, no, 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 wrong. No, no, don't put me first. Put God first. Because I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to go first. No, I want to go after God. I want to, because I know that in that order, Proverbs 18, 22, 
is being exemplified to his world, to his, to his people, to me, to you. And Proverbs 18.22 states, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So I want you to obtain favor from the Lord. And I want you to know that he who finds a wife finds a good thing because I didn't find you. And it doesn't say a wife that finds a husband. <laughs> it says a husband that finds a wife finds favor from the Lord. <laughs> but it tells a wife in Proverbs 31, 25, she who is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs. She is clothed with strength and dignity. Excuse me. I told you we're not cropping this out. We're not cutting this out. So Holy Spirit, excuse me. Let me get this right. Proverbs 31, 25. She is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. <laughs> So y'all got to just laugh without fear of the future. Don't fear what's coming. Know that the Lord got your marriage. Know the Lord got your relationship. Know that Christ is guiding it. Know that he's with you. Know he's not going to put more on you than what you can bear. He's not going to do that. He won't put more on you than what you can bear. Whatever he puts on you, he know you can bear it. He know you can take it. He know you can do it. He knows. You have to trust him through that hurt. Because I look now back at what I was going through and I used to always say, Lord, why don't this man understand? And I didn't get it, but I didn't stop. And because I didn't stop, now my husband has a greater, deeper, stronger, oh, Holy Spirit, his relationship with the Lord. I'll be like, Lord Jesus, you are real. Holy Spirit, oh my Lord, you're real. This man is reading his Bible. Oh my God. He's giving me encouragement when I feel alone. He's reminding me of who the Lord is. He's reading our children the word of God. He gets off of work. And not only do he get off of work, but then he comes and do more work in the home. And then he's singing the word of God through the hump. I'll be like, oh my God. I'll just be sitting back and watching the show, y'all. I'll just be like, sheep, let me tell y'all. When the Lord transformed the other in a relationship, it is an indescribable gift from God. It is indescribable. You'll be like, oh my God, I remember when that man used to do this, Jesus Christ. And now he's doing that. It is a sight to see, it is an experience to go through, but if you put that person, your wife or your husband on a pedestal, you'll never be able to see what the Lord can do in them. Why? Because we serve a jealous God. And because we serve a jealous God, he always have a way of showing you why he is the top and not the bottom. Why he is the beginning and the end. We got to focus because we get in relationships and we be fearful. Oh, I don't want him to leave me. I want him to be with nobody else. I'm afraid he going to look at someone else. I'm afraid he going to want to be with someone else. Wrong. He with you because he love you. She with you because she loves you. 
You got to trust the Lord with your relationship. You got to trust the Lord with your marriage. You got to trust the Lord with your husband. You got to trust the Lord with your wife. You got to trust the Lord will work it out. You got to trust the Lord going to have you shout. You got to trust the Lord that some days you're going to just pout. Oh, I'm mad. It's not working out the way I want it to. So, so you learning your worth. Go through that hurt. So you learning your worth. So what? And you ain't tough enough. And that's another thing the Lord told me. So many times people get upset at the Lord because they ain't strong enough. How about you go to him to get some strength? Stop always getting mad at him because you ain't strong enough. How about when you weak, he makes you strong? The problem is y'all stop holding on. When you weak, he make you strong. Why you stop holding on? Why you let go? And then you want to get mad at him. He ain't did nothing to you. Through your hurt, he making you strong. What, you ain't tough enough? It's the same thing as athletes. Everybody ain't an athlete. But everybody want to watch the athletes. Everybody want to watch them. You can do the same thing, but instead you want to look at someone else do it and get upset that you can't do it. How about you go in the gym and shoot some shots? How about you go and stretch it out? How about you go get on the treadmill and run? Without that pain, you ain't going to gain facts, Christ facts to be exact. Now you got to just get real. Enough with this noise about all this other stuff. Nah. Through that silent time, you're able to know who the Lord is. And silence hurt. Because you know why silence hurt? Because you're going to think about all the things that you're hurting with. And people don't want to deal with that. That's why the Lord had everything shut down. Everybody called it a pandemic. Wrong. It's a spiritual healing. Ain't no pandemic. It's a spiritual healing. So put all your burdens in the pan. While Christ fry them up. When you put meat inside of a pan, it's raw. But when you cook it with your flavor, it's bomb. Ain't no pandemic. It's a pan that he frying and then he mimic it. Then he do it. Yes, he did. So why is you sitting here getting upset because you got to hurt? That's a quitter mentality. That's a sucker mentality. Straight up. I'm going to just be real and raw with y'all. That's having a sucker mentality. You can't withstand her, so you just quit. Nah, we building over here. We ain't no quitters. And my husband told me this last week. He says, baby, it's going to hurt before it gets better. He says, so some episodes, they going to just be hurting. But then it's going to get better. Without that hurt, it can't get better. It won't get better. It's not going to get better. When you cut yourself, before it gets healed, don't it hurt? Come on, sheep. Come on, sheep. Don't sit here and make it seem like you don't go through pain in this life. 
And I say this all the time, but when you go through pain with Christ, you best believe he going to turn it around and make it a game. You best believe that hurt going to make you know your worth because you're going to hurt regardless. So why not hurt in his hands? Why not hurt while he heal you? Why not hurt and know your worth? Because you're going to hurt regardless. So by you serving all these other gods, little G, you're going to hurt regardless. Nothing in life comes by easy. Nothing in life come without pain. Even a non-believer know that. But y'all sitting here still want to not believe because of the, oh, if God loves me, why did he allow this to happen? Because he needs your attention. Hello? Wake up. Don't get caught up in the story. Get the message. Why would God allow this to happen to an innocent child? Because he ready for that child to come home. He know he don't need to be there or she don't need to be there in that earth dealing with whatever they dealing with. So he was ready for them to come home. You can't control when the Lord and God is ready for you to come home. Stop always trying to know everything. Want to go get car readings and say the Lord wrong. You don't need to go get no car read to you. Go read your Bible. Stop always trying to know what's next. Know what's real. That's what's wrong. We are too busy trying to know what's next. We can't know what's real. When did ever knowing what's next becomes more important than knowing what's real? You can know what's next. That's superficial. Or you can learn what's real. That's going to heal. And that's real trio. Trill family, you feel me? <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. But I want y'all to know that. Because if y'all don't get it, you're going to still go through this hurt and not know your worth. You're going to still go through this pain and not gain nothing. Because the suffering got to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. You best believe that. But through it all, but through it all, you come out better than when you came in. And I say that because he won't leave you like he found you. He won't leave you like he found you. And that's a fact, Christ facts to be exact. So. I don't want you to get caught up in these stories. These stories are just to remind you that everything you go through in life is a message from the Lord and it leaves a trail leading you to your home. And that trail is what you take as a reminder. How do you take a trail as a reminder? I thought a trail is what you leave behind you. Yeah, so let me answer that for you. Reason you take the trail, but you also leave it behind you because you're allowing those who come behind you, which is your inheritance, to plug in their stories and get the message. Because your story ain't my story, but you got a story. But then I take it with me because guess what? When you get to the gates of heaven, here's my resume, Lord. I got it. Yeah, you can't take nothing with you. That's right. But everything I go through in this life, when I go meet Jesus and the Lord, God, my Savior, oh, you best believe. When he was, 
Remember when you did, yes, Lord. Remember, yes, Lord. I want to be saying that. And I am going to say that. And I want you too to be saying that. I want you to meet him at the gates of heaven with, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And then for the Lord to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. I want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I don't want to hear, depart from me, I knew you not. Garnish another teeth. Nah, nah. That's is not what we want to hear. Because guess what? We already hearing it now. Everybody in this world is making you depart from me. I know you not. They want you to feel like you got to be a part of them. Wrong. They want you to feel like they got to accept you. Wrong. Oh, you need me to get to where you got to go. Wrong. Oh, you need me. No, no, no. I need Jesus. I got Jesus. I'm with Jesus and I'm going all the way. So I want you to know this. Live your life every day for that well done. Because that is what your purpose is on this earth. Is to live in a well done, thy good and faithful servant mindset for the Lord. Because you don't have to wait till you get to heaven to have your nightcap with the Lord every night for him to tell you, well done, my good and faithful servant. So if you're living every single day and night and going to sleep, knowing that he says, well done, my good and faithful servant, guess what? You know your worth and that hurt just build at your worth. Without that hurt, you wouldn't know your worth. So everybody want to tell you, know your worth. Yeah. But knowing worth is going through the hurt. Because the hurt is what allows us to gain a greater worth. And through that worth, you begin to want to know more about this Jesus. That's why last week I stated, before I leave, I'm going to say this. Last week I stated, we don't need to be bashed of our sins. I said something on those lines. And or taught sin when we go to church. And I say that not because we don't need to be taught what sin is. No. I say that because when you are in a relationship with the Lord, you want to know how much he loves you so that you can know where your love comes from. When you learn why you're loved and who loves you, Then, when you sin, the conviction hits you. It hits you. It comes upon you. It comes upon you. When you have a relationship, that conviction comes upon you. And I was sharing this with my husband. I said, it's just like when we got together. I didn't get with you and tell you everything about me that was wrong. Wrong. I didn't get with him and tell him everything that was wrong with me. No, I did not. I want to tell him all the good stuff because I want him to be in tune. Okay. But through us dating, you learn about that person. 
dang, she does this. Dang, he does that. And through that, you accept who they are because you've already fell in love with who they are. We're already in love. So it's like, I love her. I love him. But just because she does this or just because he does that, I'm not going to leave them because they do that. But instead, I'm going to let them know, hey, I don't like when you do that. I used to have this big problem with saying I. I will always say I, mine, 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 I, 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 mine, mine, mine. And my husband will be like, it's we. It's we, it's us. And I'm like, well, what the Lord got for me are... What the Lord is telling me are my children. And I still sometimes say that. And I'm working on that. I'm working on that sheep. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Lord, please help me. In Jesus' name, amen. And he will be like, man, it's a we. It's a us. Why are you always saying I and me? And I'm like, dang, that really bothers him. He doesn't like that. But I don't mean it. I don't mean it. It's not from a place of I'm trying to be about me. No, it's just something I have to learn to not say, because I was taught to always say I am me. Not no one taught me personally, but I was always an I am me person. I was always, my dad says, Miss Individuality. I've always been an individual that just loved being me and I. But I'm married and I have children and it's no longer me and I. It's a we and us. And so once he revealed that to me that I do that, I told him, I said, imagine how it is with the Lord. The Lord tells us, I don't like when you do that sin. I don't like when you gossip. And instead of us just saying, okay, Lord, help me be better and not gossiping. Remind me every time I gossip to cleanse me of it. Instead, we just says, you know what? I ain't serving you no more, Lord, because I can't gossip and serve you. Do you hear how that sounds? I can't serve the Lord and gossip. I can't do what I want to do. The reason people don't want to serve the Lord is because they can't do their sin and serve him. Then you don't want a relationship with the Lord because when you do something that you're not supposed to do, that's sin from the Lord, that's sin. When you're doing something against the Lord, the Lord would tell you, hey, you're doing that. He will convict you. But when you're already surrounded in his love, you know that he's a loving God and it comes from a place of love. So I say that it's not that we don't have to be taught about sin in the church. No, it's let's learn how much he loves us. So that way, when we sin, we're convicted of it and we don't have to be sinner in guilt and shame. We can be like, you know, Lord, you love me. You don't hate me because I sin, but cleanse me of that sin. And with doing that, you build a stronger relationship with the Lord. Not sinning and knowingly knowing you can ask forgiveness. Oh, I'm going to sin and then I'm going to ask forgiveness and then I'm just going to keep sinning. No, be convicted of that sin. So I want to just clear that up before I end today. It's not that we can't be taught about sin in church. No, because we need to know what sin is. But we should start with knowing how much Jesus loves us. And that's why the Lord gave me a different way of opening up the doors of the church. In a different way, in a different light. Because he was like, no, I need you to share your stories. And then you share how you see Jesus in them. Because then you are ministering to yourself and also you're ministering to all who's listening because they too are going through stories, but they just don't look at it as Jesus centered. They look at it as coincidence or this just happened or why did this happen to me? Instead, they don't see it as Jesus allowed this to happen and and then go to Jesus and ask him to reveal to you why it happened. So I want to share that with you today through all your stories. It's a message. And that is why the podcast and my book is called Don't Get Caught Up in a Story, Just Get the Message. Because they're just stories that are leading to messages. 
But when you get caught up in those stories, you don't get the message. And we're living in a society where people are caught up in stories. Metaphorically speaking, stories as in what we tell and stories as in lies. They're caught up in it all. People are just caught up. And it's like, okay, it don't just stop at don't get caught up in the story. It continues. Just get the message. So even though you're caught up, come on out of that cot. Get uncaught and get that message. So today's message was knowing your wife through the hurt. And even though the messages that the Lord revealed to you through your stories, be thankful that he gave you a story to receive that message. Because he didn't have to do that. Be thankful. Because your hurt is just making you learn your worth. And if you don't go through the hurt, you'll never know your worth. You never know your worth. Don't sit in your hurt. Don't sit in your hurt. Gain your worth through it. And once you gain your worth through it, guess what? You on your way. Hey, you on your way. Uh, on your way. On your way. You on your way. So y'all on your way. Because I know y'all dropping that hurt. Because guess what? When you drop it, you rebirth it. When you drop it, you rebirth it. So drop it. Let's be reborn again. So drop it. Let's be reborn again. So I want to let y'all know I love y'all. Jesus loves y'all. And sheeps, only what you do for Christ will last. Oh, I know this going to last because I'm doing it for Christ. So let's get through our past and get to it last. Peace, prosperity, love, and blessings towards your way. What more can you say? Amen. I love you all. And I want you to know that Jesus loves you more. Use your hurt to learn your worth. Only what you do for Christ will last. So I know this is going to last. So let's get through our past and get to our lives. I know I like having fun with y'all, <laughs> but it's a message in that story of having fun. That being a Christian is not boring. So whoever said that wrong, you're boring not being a Christian. So let's go into our prayer. For the Lord wants you to know he's with you. Father God, we come to you right now. Thank you for being a gift to us. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for your pain. Thank you for the hurt. Thank you for revealing to us our worth. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this day. Thank you for making a way. Allow every listener to know that the hurt that they are encountering is just the building tools to allow them to know that their worth is far greater than their hurt. Getting the strength to go through this hurt, Father, for I can contest to it that sometimes our hurt is so overwhelming that our strength feels too weak. Build them up to make them strong where their weak father place their feet on solid ground. Allow them to trust you with all their heart and lean not to their own understanding and all their ways acknowledge you as you direct their path. We love you. We praise you. We magnify your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.